Hey, South Africa. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track Weekend, powered by Meadow Feeds. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu. In this special edition, I have my birthday cake ready and I'm about to light the candles to celebrate one of Southern Africa's leading feed companies, Meadow Feeds, 80th birthday. Now, farmers turn to them for more than just high-quality feed. They experience technical services, which includes advice on nutrition and animal husbandry, guarantees Mzanzi's farmers can continue to feed the nation. To mark this milestone, I'm joined by Meadow Feeds MD, Michael Schmitz. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track, Michael. Now, there are not many agricultural companies in Africa, and Meadow Feeds is one of them. What does celebrating 80 years feel like, especially in today's climate? Hi Dawn, and firstly, thanks very much for inviting me here today. I think celebrating 80 years is a significant achievement, not only in the agricultural sector, but if you look at the wider business environment, there aren't many companies are still in operation that have reached this milestone. And I think that is a true testament to the many, many people that are involved in the company over the years, and it's part of their legacy, and obviously part of the legacy of the current employees. To give you some context to that, we've been part of a couple of companies over the years. At one stage, we were part of Barlow's, which if you recall, was a massive conglomerate of companies, which included mining, there was machinery, as well as packaging. And then we became part of Tiger Oats, which later changed its name to Tiger Brands. And in April 2001, with the listing of Astral Foods on the JSC, we became part of Astral Foods. So you can imagine the number of people that are involved in the creation of the brand has been as wide as it's been diverse. Now, Meadow Feeds is regarded as the market leader in Southern Africa animal feed production. What makes you different and why do farmers continually turn to you? Is consistency key? Yes, consistency is important, but I think even more so, I think it's the wider metaculture that customers identify with. And this arose around the quality and productivity systems and procedures that we've introduced over the years. Perhaps by way of example, many years ago, a management system called 20 Keys was introduced, which essentially identifies 20 critical areas or activities that a business should focus on to ensure that three things are achieved, namely continuous improvement of efficiency, and that's through the whole business process from admin to production, as well as engineering and logistics. And secondly, there is obviously ways that we look at to maintain where necessary increase our quality standards. And then lastly, continue to find areas where we can reduce cost. So this is whole 20 keys philosophy that has become the overarching framework that we follow. And there's also a number of systems that we've introduced, which includes ISO accreditations, which is GMP and HACCP, as well as various risk and asset management programs that we've introduced over these years. And it's become part of the meta-culture, and it's simply the way that we do things. So to answer your question, I believe it's the fact that these robust systems have been introduced, those embedded. It's how we hold ourselves accountable, and I believe that's what differentiates us in the market. Over the past few weeks, I've met a number of experts at Meadow Feeds, technical managers and advisors working with various livestock, from dairy cows to chickens. And this expert advice, I believe, should never be overlooked. How important is this, especially for a new farmer in Mzanzi? Yes, technical or expert advice is extremely important. And this is for both the smaller farmers as well as the commercial farming operations, as the common goal has to be to optimize animal production wherever possible to obviously ensure profitability. Perhaps by way of example, to illustrate that many years ago, to a lack of understanding of the actual nutrient requirements of an animal, 
the feed that was fed tended to be formulated with excess levels of nutrients than the animal actually needed. And this obviously is extremely ineffective as it drives up cost without any significant benefit. However, time we've used computer modeling, which we're now able to determine what will the animal's response be to either milk, meat, or egg production when we alter the nutrient content of feed. Obviously, the animal that we're working with is a biological creature or animal. So computer modeling will never be able to simulate exactly how a biological system works, but it gives us a better understanding. And this is a valuable tool to us to enable to formulate a ration that meets the nutrient requirement of the animal that we are feeding. Now, what does the future look like? The next eight years? Okay, let's rather start with the next 10 years. Perhaps we need to look a little bit to the past to get a picture of what the future looks like. If you look over the last 20 to 25 years, more and more farmers have become consolidated to bigger and bigger farming units. And this has been done to leverage economies of scale. And therefore, the number of farmers have become less and less over time. Although the number of animals, if you look at the country as a whole, this has increased. So the question I look to the future, I believe that this consolidation of farms will continue, but perhaps at a much lower pace. And this needs to happen for farmers to not only to compete with each other, but still remain profitable against the high threats of cheap imports as well. One must remember that many agricultural products produced overseas are done with import costs such as fuel or electricity at significantly lower costs than in South Africa. And this is just done with assistance of government subsidies, which is not the situation here in South Africa. So the playing fields are not level. That is reality, and we have to ensure that our productivity is such a standard that we can still compete against these imports. We simply don't have a choice. And then finally, if there is to be continuous consolidation, what about the new smaller farmers? Yes, this does present a significant challenge as the smaller farmer don't individually have the economies of scale to compete effectively. So I assume they'll likely have to follow one or two business models, either supply a small local niche market and therefore allow them to charge a premium and remain profitable or become well, I have to establish cooperatives and so do band together and create the economies of scale to compete against the larger farmer. You know, this is, there are many examples around that have shown this has been very successful in the past. Added to that, if you look at it with the unemployment challenge we have in this country and government's drive to establish a vast number of small farming units, these are the same challenges that they will experience and I suspect they will have to follow a similar business model. But added to that, these farmers are going to need to be given technical support which presents its own set of challenges as we simply don't have sufficient people with the required level of expertise to do this. However, on the positive side, it does create a fantastic opportunity for anyone who's considering a career in agriculture. This is either from an actual farming perspective or to become a technical expert and assist the farmers in any problems they have that are presented on the farms and to ensure that they actually become profitable and viable and they actually contribute to the economy going forward. Thanks once again for joining me on Farmers Inside Track, Michael, the Managing Director of Feed at Meadow Feeds, and cheers to another 80 years. Now that brings us to the end of this episode of Farmers Inside Track Weekend. Remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members, and fellow farmers. From Edo Numdu, our producer Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the Food Form Zanzi team, have an awesome weekend. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. 
they're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.